Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back here. Another great episode of You Got This. I am with my lovely wife. We are your host, Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. And we have an interesting topic we want to discuss with you today. It's really about what's going on in our world. From the turmoil in Afghanistan to the United States and what's going on today. And we'd ask ourselves, how are we representing Christ? So, are we being good Christ ambassadors? Are we being good to our neighbor? Well, we thought that would be a pretty good, interesting question to talk about with you guys today. Is how are we representing Jesus? See, Jesus didn't use any violence to bestow the message. And that could be similar to what Martin Luther King did. He didn't use any violence to spread his message of hope and unity. And so that really struck a, struck a chord. Like, you know what? Are we being Christ's ambassadors? Are we being Christ-like? Because if we spread the joy of what we feel, that should rub off onto everybody else because of the joy that they're feeling. Am I right, honey? Yes. Second Corinthians 5.20 says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God was making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So, how do you represent Jesus? Because the world, unbelievers, are not going to want what we have if we're acting the same way that they are. Uh, Do we retaliate word for word for them when the Bible tells us have nothing to do with foolish arguments? Is that going to be beneficial to the kingdom of God to make sure that our opinion is heard and it's only going to create friction and offense? Uh, How is that going to help? Proverbs 16.24 says, Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Or do you place yourself um, in his seat by judging others? Who are we to judge anybody? God says we are to love one another, not judge. Matthew 7 verses 1 and 2 says, Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And then with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. So do you show love to others in the way you want to be loved in return? John 13, 34 says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Do you show mercy, doing unto others as you want it done to you? Matthew 7, 12 says, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. You see, James... 2.13 2.13 says, Mercy triumphs over judgment. See, what all this amounts to is you, you shouldn't match violence with violence or anger with anger. But you, you may ask yourself, well, are we doing wrong by what we did when we fought a war? Well, I think there's a difference because you can't witness to somebody who doesn't want to hear it and they're striking back at you. You very well do have the right to defend yourselves, Right. Yes, you do have the right to defend yourselves. And even when God delivered the Israelites and led them into their promised land, he didn't just pick them up and place them there. They had to fight battles along the way, and they had to defend themselves. And a lot of that is a symbol of our everyday life, of how 
we have to fight off the enemy and and that is Satan and the sin within us God wants us to get rid of all of our sin and we have to be able to defend ourselves the Israelites even did that when they had people coming against them but there's a difference in, in defending yourself and using using your own free will to act hatefully towards somebody else there's a difference exactly exactly there is a difference and we can read about the differences in the Bible of what God wants us to do and what he doesn't want us to do and that's the fine line you gotta follow and all of our answers everybody knows all of our answers are in that Bible we just have to learn to read it and learn to interpret it the way Christ wants us to do it and the diff and how we learn that is guess what people by prayer we actually ask God what he wants to do in prayer and he will let us know he will let us know how he wants us to do things by answering our prayers. And it's not going to happen over time. It's not going to happen right this second. It will happen in his time. And that's what we got to learn. As I spoke to you before on about this, is it's always in God's time. Not our time, but God's time. And another part of being an ambassador of Christ, we have to remember how do we want to represent him? Are we self-sacrificing? Are we putting others before ourselves? Because even Jesus did that. Do you place others before yourself? Or is life all about you? Me, 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 me. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interests of others. And just as well. Do you have a mouth like a sore? Do you spread gossip and slander? Proverbs 16:28 says a, per a perverse man stirs up dissension and a gossip separates close friends. Or do you build others up? Ephesians 4:29 says do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen you see how is that doing any good when you're putting other people down and you're judging them and you're criticizing them to me that shows your own insecurity and that just shows how low you are if you have to make yourself look good by putting somebody else down how does that benefit you and when God says we're supposed to love one another and we're supposed to accept everyone, it says this in the gospel where we're not supposed to pay certain attention to a certain set of people and, and sit them like at the back of the church as if, you know, they were something dirty or filthy. And churches should not have cliques. But this goes on in every single church where they only want to associate or allow certain people that they deem is correct. And that shouldn't be. But they're just people in church are human just like everybody else. And it's a heart thing. We all need to, inside and outside the church, need to ask ourselves, 
Are we being good to our fellow man? Are we doing unto others? Or and as we, Christians, are we representing him well? Or are we just being Sunday school Christians? Just going to church on Sunday, but doing whatever you want to do the rest of the week. I'm sorry to interrupt you, honey, but I had to chime that in. But the bottom line is this, people. Is we're supposed to be representing God as the best we can. We do have flaws. Everybody has flaws, but we have to learn from our flaws. But are we learning from our flaws? That's the question because everybody says, oh, I don't have nothing wrong, but they're the ones that had something wrong. I myself have my flaws. One, I let my temper sometimes get the best of me. What I mean by that is when I see something I deem is wrong, and in my eyes, wrong, I'm going to say it, but I don't say it the way, the way I should say it sometimes. Just like I'm, my YouTube channel I speak about, it, I do call people, well, the people on this side, I do call them names. Which I don't try to, but uh, I do do it. But I do pray for forgiveness. And that's what separates us from everybody else is that I know my flaws and I ask for forgiveness when I do it. But that's not a gateway. And I, 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 what I mean by that is that's just not an excuse just for me to do it again. But, um, but we do have all of our flaws, but we have to repent of those and try our best to work on them. Yes. You see... Jesus wants us to be his vessels. He wants us to be vessels so his Holy Spirit can flow through us to others. That means we are his voice, we are his hands, we are his feet, and we are his heart, most of all. The Bible says if you, if you can prophesy, if you can do all these things, but if you don't have love, it's nothing. Faith, hope, and love abide, it says in 1 Corinthians. But the greatest of these is love. That's from a song, isn't it? It's from 1 Corinthians. I know, but isn't that a, isn't that a song mm -hmm. as well? Greatest of these is love? I don't know. I think that's from a song. It's a, if you can remember that song I'm thinking about, the greatest of these is love, uh, reach back reach back at to us. Cause now that's bugging me because I know that's a song. But anyway, getting back on topic here is we need to represent God the best way we can. That way we can bring others to salvation, bring others to God, because that's our ultimate job is to tell people, spread the message of God's love, that way he can take many of his people back home as possible. Don't let that the devil win. Don't let Satan get, get his people. We need to change their world, change their life for the better. And once they do, they're going to love it. And don't let others get you caught up in in that in the gossip thing either at your work or even your family or friends don't let them get you caught up in that because you forget god is everywhere he is everywhere he's not just in church on sundays or when you're going off to eat or going out with your christian friends God is everywhere. His spirit is everywhere and he sees everything. And do you think he is happy when you're tearing the preacher apart or when you're tearing your other people in your congregation apart? Well, really, do you think, I mean, she just wore that? God doesn't care. He cares that she's there. Yeah, God don't care what you wear in a church. God don't care that uh, she has one pair of shoes you like or she's wearing a certain dress that you don't like. God don't care about that. 
God wants you there in church. You can dress to, as a worse human being possible, but at least you're there. You had a choice to, they had a choice to make in being there. So welcome them. I mean, they may, that may be the only outfit that they have to wear that's nice. And they don't know what nice is. I mean, the, ni the definition of nice is, is in the eyes of the beholder. What you think is nice and what other person think is trashy. Well, that's your choice. You made the choice. And God says, <clears throat> in 1 Samuel, I think it's either in 15 or 16, that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. You see, it's what the heart that counts. It's what's in the heart. And you, we don't know what other people are going through. We don't know, even when they're angry, we don't know what they're going through. And people can only take so much what if that person that was angry to you what if that person instead of retaliating ask them if you can pray for them because maybe they had just lost their job maybe they had just lost a family member maybe they just had an overwhelming bill hit that they can't even without taking out a mortgage a second mortgage pay for so you don't know what people are going through and even those ones that are mean hey how about pray for them instead of you know picking a fight with them and retaliating back you know we're supposed to be children of God and we're supposed to be representing him and not just on church on Sundays exactly exactly and what I mean by Sunday school uh, Christian is only going to church on Sunday there's many other days of the week that you can do something for God. Not, not necessarily be had to go to church. It could be reading the Bible, watching a service during the week on TBN or one of those other Christian apps, and just being Christ-like. You don't have to go to church to worship God. You can worship God any and everywhere, in your own way. There's not one Dignified, no, no one direction to go with worshiping God. You can worship God anywhere, anyhow, any way you choose. That is between you and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that is it. We're worshiping God right now by sharing His message of Him to you. That's how we worship. Plus, we do a daily devotion at, my, at night. My lovely wife and I share a devotion at night. Then she works for Teen Challenge, and she witnesses all the time. And I and I do my own thing through through my business, and uh, I share the message of God to every to every every person I see. It's not about just doing it on Sunday; it's about doing it every chance you get. That's how you become Christ's ambassadors. So, are you paying attention to what you say? Are you paying attention to how you respond? And um, what you say isn't always expressed by something you say verbally or with your actions. It could be your expressions on your face. You could be saying one thing with your mouth and, and oh, hi, how are you? But you're, you've really got a sour look on your face and that's being judgmental all over your face. So we even have to watch how we look at people. Because we really don't know what's going on in every part of their life. And we shouldn't be judging them. We should be loving them. Even the people whose lifestyles we do not agree with. We should be praying for them. And having mercy. Even the Lord says that. He says he will show mercy to whom he will show mercy to. 
He says mercy triumphs over judgment. He wants us to be compassionate. He wants us to be loving. He says clothe yourselves in love and gentleness. We're to clothe ourselves in the Holy Spirit. And we're supposed to grow in Him. And you do that by reading the Bible. You do that by talking to Him. You do that by going to churches, fellowshipping with your other Christian believers. And maybe getting in a Bible study because we can all learn from each other. So are we representing Christ well? Because He sees you every second of the day. He knows He knows that snide comment you, you made when you walked away from somebody. Okay? He knows that look you gave him. You think that's putting a smile on his face? Or you think it's putting tears in his eyes? That's a very good question, people. But we're going to take a quick break here and play an awesome song called Who Am I by Casting Crowns. I know you guys heard of it. And this one is a pretty awesome song. So we're going to be back right after this. Oh, shit. 
you've done Not because of what I've done But because of who you are I am a flower quickly fading Here today and gone tomorrow A wave tossed in the ocean Hey guys, welcome back. And I we are again your hosts, Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries with another great episode called Are We Christ's Ambassadors? And we're going to continue on with this discussion and ask you again, how are you representing God? And uh, and see how you guys uh, talk, uh, let us know actually how you guys represent God sometimes. Just email us at info.yournewlifeministries.org. Let us know how you represent God, because uh, it'd be interesting to see how our listeners do it, right, hon? That's right. And you know, God doesn't expect us to be perfect, because He knows, and He says that in the Bible, that the flesh is weak. So He knows we're going to mess up, but He wants the effort. And He knows when we're sincere. So when we do mess up and the flesh gets the best of us, then when we repent and we try to make amends, that's what counts. The Lord told me one time when I was so upset at him, um, I went for a full month without talking to him. This was after my youngest son was killed. And when a best friend of mine called and said something, and he always uses us to lift each other up, and without even knowing it, I'll call her or she'll call me and we'll have a word for each other and it's just what we needed to hear and likewise this happened and then I felt so bad that I'd been so mad at him and he said something to me that has always helped 
Your faith isn't judged by the momentary weaknesses. It's in the getting back up. You see, if you run a race and you fall along the way, are you no less a winner even though you fell along the way? You see, you get back up. You don't go back to the beginning. You keep on right where you fell and got back up. You, from that very point, you move on and you go. And it's in our Christian walk as well. When we get back up, we continue on our path where we're at. That and, and God says that he will forgive your sins and remember them no more. He casts them away as far as the east is from the west. Isn't that awesome? So shouldn't we be forgiving others the way God forgives us? You say, oh, I just can't do it. Well, yes, you can. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So you can do it through him. You ask for his help. That's why he is there. It says that in the book of John. In, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 is all about the Holy Spirit. And he's being our sanctifier and our comforter. And he reminds you those things he has taught you. Read that, read that gospel. And he is there for you. So he doesn't expect us to be perfect. He expects us to try. So... Start paying attention to how you act every day and what you say. The world around us, they listen and they see. Will they want what you have inside? Or will they see any difference at all? Do you speak negatively and then wonder why your prayers are not going to be answered? Listen to yourself. Are you counteracting your prayers as well by the things that you say? Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Are your words pleasing to the Lord? Psalm 19.14 says, May the word of my mouth and, and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So even the thoughts that go through your mind, are they ones of faith? Or are they ones of doubt? Are they critical? Or are you thinking, how can I pray for this person today? We need to start asking ourselves that question more often. Exactly, exactly. So, deep down, ask yourself, how are you being an ambassador for Christ? Are you trying to share his message to everybody you come in contact with? Be their friends, be there for them, talk to them, get to know who they are. If they're having any struggles and that for to pray for them. I did that to one passenger that I want one person I should say that I seen a couple of weeks ago. He was going through a rough time with the divorce. I believe I spoke about it before. And all I did was just tell him about God and you know the best message he's heard all day. So that's there as a prime example. That was what happened about two or three weeks ago. And that's just the example of being Christ ambassadors. I mean you don't have to overwhelm them. You don't have to alienate them by trying to force it on them. Just talk to them. Just be there for them. Yes. So we are ambassadors of Christ. Ask yourself this question. Do I bring glory to God in Christ by how I treat other people? Or do I drive people away from him? Our actions and our attitude do matter. If he truly lives within us, that should be of Jesus Christ. 
Philippians 2 verses 5 through 8 says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who being the very nature of, of God, did, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. He came as a servant. And if you read in Hebrews chapter 2, it says that he felt our weaknesses. He had to be made in the flesh so he could, so he could identify with us. And so that's why you can get strength from the Holy Spirit. Strength to overcome, strength to forgive, strength to love the unlovable. Exactly. And just to be there for the people. Just Because uh, you don't know what's going on with people today. I mean, you really don't until you actually go up there and be friend to talk to them. Uh, are you going to like everybody you come in contact with? Probably not. But no one says you have to like them to minister to them. Just share the message of God and go from there. And if they accept it, move on. And if just try to be their confidant. If they don't accept it, walk away. Just don't press the subject. That's the worst thing you can do is try, try to press the subject on people who just don't want to believe and just don't want to hear it. You just have to feel them out. You see, the love of God does not exalt self. It exalts others. If you're exalting yourself and you're going around judging people and driving people away from Christ by your mouth and by just how mean and hateful that you can be and how judgmental you can be and driving people away even in church because you're not including them on the things going on, really you need to turn around and pray. We're supposed to be lifting people up. We're supposed to be showing compassion and mercy. We're supposed to be loving them to Christ. So, are you? Because if you're lifting yourself up, my friend, that is idolatry. And please pray for God to help you. And like I said, we all make those mistakes. But what counts to God is when we bend our knees and ask for forgiveness. So... Maybe on this, from this day forward, after you hear this, start paying attention to what you say, what you do, and the expressions you even have on your face without saying a word. Your expressions can say something. Are we loving people to Jesus Christ? Are we showing compassion on our fellow man? Are we judging them? Are we automatically thinking the worst of them? Or are we thinking the best of them? You know, we grow up in Christ just as, you know, you do physically. You mature. Well, as a Christian, you mature also, and you do that by spending time with God. You do that by studying the Word and doing different Bible studies. You do that by staying close to Him and relying on the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we have, um, I have a book that was one of the first ones I've ever written. It's called An Eagle's Flight. And it's the symbolism of an eagle and how it raises its young and how God is with us. But it is actually a book on your spiritual growth and the different stages you go through. 
So um, we want to offer you, just for listening to this podcast, a 20% off coupon to purchase that book. So if you would uh, like it, just message us on our website, yournewlifeministries.org, and go to the Contact Us page and say, hey, I want that 20% off coupon code. And uh, we will email it back to you so you can purchase it. Now, can you elaborate more on how that book can possibly impact your life? What, uh, what they should look for in that book? Yes, yeah, see, we have different stages from how God, He, you know, um, seeks us out. And how, just like when you're dating, mm-hmm. you know, you, um, you're there for each other to get to know each other. And, you know, um, God will give you what you need when he's trying to get your attention. And then as the eagles um, start to grow, the little eaglets, the fledglings in their nest, uh, the mother eagle starts to make their nest uncomfortable. So they'll want to get up and fly. Um, have you noticed that in somebody else's life or maybe in your own life with your children uh, that okay uh, you um, graduated high school you're not making an effort to get a job you're laying around the house (laughs) can you identify with that (laughs) parents need to start making their kids feel uncomfortable Um, that's what the mother eagle does and so are you are you having trials in your life that God is wanting you to move on and he's wanting you to take a step of faith towards something. So it's not just directed at children. Maybe he's trying to move you on in your life. And so things are getting a little bit too uncomfortable. But you're scared to take that step. Well, as you take a step of faith, your faith grows. So it's the different stages in our Christian walk. And overcoming trials that I talk about in this book. That can help you see that in your own life. Well, sounds pretty interesting. Sounds awesome. So, again, like she said, reach out to us through email and through info at yournewlifeministries.org. Tell us if you heard about this coupon code through the podcast, and we will definitely email you back with a 20% off coupon code so you can get it off the website at yournewlifeministries.org. All of our books are on there from mine and my lovely wife's. But um, I think uh, we're going to close out here, and hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, please follow us. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel at Your New Life Ministries LLC on YouTube. As well as our, our follow, uh, subscribe to our email blast at info at yournewlifeministries.org. We have an email blast. We can email you out a newsletter once a month. Explain the different things that's going on. Uh, uh, let you know about our new podcast episodes we got out. Or new book releases that we got coming up. As well as my wife's new book that's going to be published here shortly too. It's called... Um, Summer on Grandma's Farm. Yes, I have two in production actually. Uh, they're both part of a series. Um, the other one is um, Blowing in the Wind. Uh, I have six books in the series altogether. Four have already been published and they're on our website. And each book, it asks a different question about God. And parents, do you find it hard to answer some of these questions? Like, how does God talk to you? Or how does Jesus get into your heart? And where does God live? Um, so they're on the website. And also, um, what is baptism? Speaking about water baptism. That's on there as in Let's Go Swimming. 
And this particular one, Summer on Grandma's Farm, answers the question about the Trinity. Oh, isn't that one even hard for us to answer? But God gave me a wonderful illustration that is so simple a child can understand, and it's found in that book, Summer on Grandma's Farm. And it's the Timmy and Gerald Ray series. Yes, for... it's the Timmy and Gerald Ray series. Okay, yeah. And Timmy and Gerald Ray, that was inspired by her kids, actually. She is a mother of two sons, and this these books were inspired by her sons. So that's what? a feel-good touch right there. One of them has passed away. He was killed at the age of 16, uh, a week away from his 17th birthday. So in this book, my son still lives on. Um, and, you know, it is just awesome that I didn't plan it this way, but the characters, they mimic the way my boys really are. And see, um, God is different with diff with everyone when he gives them a talent or when he gets, speaks to different people he wants to write for them. But with me, he gives me the words almost like I'm taking dictation. And so the way these books have come out, it's just awesome how they really did mimic their personalities in real life. Man, that is awesome. So again, you can find these books. Uh, the Timmy and Gerald Ray series on our website as well as our other awesome authored books at yournewlifeministries.org and please subscribe to all of our social media channels from Instagram and Facebook and we're going to close out here with a prayer yes I want to pray for y'all out there um, dear Heavenly Father Lord we just ask for your Holy Spirit to come on our listeners out there help those who are struggling in life and they are um, as you say in your word, iron sharpens iron, and they're really um, meeting up with some people who are sharpening them quite a lot. Um, Lord, please give them some help and give them some relief. Give them words to say and words to pray over, over the people that they're experiencing this with, Lord. Give them help and give them comfort, God, and help give them the strength sometimes when, to walk away and just zip it and not say a word and let it roll off your back saying, you know what? It's just not worth it. I'm not going to even say anything. I'm not going to respond. It's not worth it. Dear Lord, please help them in that. And I also want to pray for these people out here this listening that are sick, that, that really need healing. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just command that illness to leave. I command that pain to leave. And Lord, in, in your precious name, I ask you to heal them because you say you are our healer, our Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord who heals. So I declare them healed right from this moment on, Lord. And for those ones who need provision of some sort, whether it's job, finances, um, even a word, Lord, you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. So I'm asking, Lord, send that provision right now. And for any of those other parents who have lost loved ones out there, um, please give these these parents, uh, if they're wayward sons and, and, and daughters, if they haven't heard from them, Lord, I'm asking you to send that one word right now that they're okay and they're alive or even let them call God. And I pray that you place some people, someone in each of their lives, Lord, that someone that they can relate to that will help finally deliver them and set them free and to lead them to you to be their Lord and Savior. And we declare that they are saved because you say, Lord, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. 
Well, your household is all your family members, your husband, your wife, your children, your brothers, your sisters. So I declare their household saved in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. All right, we'll catch you later, folks. And don't forget to subscribe to our email blast, unionlifeministries.org. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Union Life Ministries, on YouTube. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram. All right, I'll talk, catch you later, folks. Bye-bye.